Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, if you would, again, so good to see everybody this morning. But turn over here to uh, Psalms number 5. We want to start our lesson with that this morning. Hallelujah. Psalms number uh, 5. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then we'll get over into some word. And thank God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms chapter 5. Give you a moment to get there in your Bibles. Hallelujah. Or your device or whatever it is you're using. Amen. As technology advances, it's hard telling what we'll be looking at in the future. Uh, they may fix it to where you can look at your hand and see it on your hand or or uh, whatever. I don't know. But technology is has already passed. Barbara and I, we're still trying to catch up. <laughs> Hallelujah. But in this fifth psalm here, it's called the prayer of guidance. There's probably not one person in this room today that has not or that is not seeking guidance in some way. Verse uh, chapter 1 and chapter 5 starts out. It says, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak, that speak leasing the Lord would have heard. Would have, excuse me, let me start again. Thou shalt destroy them that speak. Leasing the Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. Destroy thou them, O God, let them fall by their own counsel, cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. Verse 12. For thou, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, wilt thou compass him as with a shield. So we're thankful for that. We are protected. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you for what we're going to share today. And we'll always give you praise. We'll always give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen, amen and amen. We're going to be talking about identification with Christ, or identification in Christ. Can you say that with me? Identification in Christ. Amen? Let me give you some examples of identification. In the natural, uh, in my wallet, I have, a, I have a driver's license. I have a Social Security card. I have a VA card. I have uh, credit cards. Uh, 
And those are all types of identification for me. If I go anywhere and they say, hey, I need to see your driver's license. Okay, I pull out my driver's license and it has a picture of me on my driver's license. Okay, you are who you say you are. Amen. I also have a passport. I can go to any embassy in the world and they will protect me because I'm an American citizen. That identifies who I am. And I've had to show that passport to a lot of uh, places that Barbara and I have visited but there's also protection there. It identifies me. I can be in another country. Something's going on in another country. And if I can get to that embassy, I can claim uh, asylum or I'm an American citizen. You're going to have to protect me. And they will because of who I am. Because I can identify a man with being an American. I also have identification with Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Many of you, I would say all of you in here, have an identification with Jesus Christ. In January 1976, I identified with him and asked him to come into my life. I got born again. I got saved. I accepted him as my personal Savior. So not only in the natural can I identify myself, but now in the spirit realm, I'm identified with this man called Jesus Christ. Amen. Why? Because I've accepted him as my personal Savior. Amen. Uh, I'm sure some of you have seen some of the uh, very uh, explicit photos of the war that's going on over in Israel as we speak. You know, that's kind of a kind of a strange saying. There's a war going on in another country as we speak. People are killing other people. People are dying. People are going into places where they are not welcoming and they're killing people. They're taking hostages. And uh, I can identify with what's going on in Jerusalem, in, in, in Israel, because I've been in war. I've been in battle. I know what it is to see the carnage, to see the death, to see what war can do. No one ever wins in war. But wars happen. Wars are going to happen. Actually, what's going on over in Israel is simply a fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. It's going to happen. And it will happen. Jesus is soon coming. There's some things we like to identify with and there's other things uh, we do like to identify with. Uh, sometimes it's easier to uh, start up a conversation with people when there's things that you can identify with. For Barbara and I, it's always good to find out if we can meet somebody from Kentucky or West Virginia because I was born in West Virginia, but I was raised in Kentucky. So we have that that identification with each other right there. Uh, right off the bat, I could identify with Rudy because we're both Vietnam veterans. We've both been in war. We know what war is, and we know what it can do to a person. But we're so thankful that we may identify as brothers in war, but greater than that, Rudy and I identify as brothers in Christ. And that's more important. 
Who are you identifying with? The world that we're in, this world system, would like for us to identify with what they are doing. As far as changing our country from a democratic country to a socialist country where we have no say anymore. This country was was formed and, and birthed on a have some with him in knowing that this man Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary for you and I. Can you say amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Look here at Romans 10. Hallelujah. Look here at Romans 10. See, this is something that you can identify with. Amen. We can identify with uh, people in the natural who, who like sports. Uh, we can identify with people who like cooking. We can identify with people who like camping. We can identify with people who like to travel. We can identify with people who, who uh, just do all kinds of things, canning and things like that. Amen. Gardening. Identification. You know, you can identify with that. But the greatest thing you'll ever identify with is this man called Jesus Christ. You can identify with him. I can identify with this man called Jesus who died on the cross to come and save a sinner like me. Amen. I, I couldn't buy my way in. I couldn't bribe my way in. If that were the case, I couldn't do it because I didn't have the money and I didn't have the prestige to get in any other way but through and by grace. But he identified with me. He knew my need. And he came and died on the cross of Calvary that I could identify with someone who was going to pay the price because I couldn't. I said because I couldn't. Amen. Identification with Christ. Look here at Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. Well, let's read verse 8. It says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is what? That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That was me. I said that. I believed that. And now I can identify with that. When I identified with that, Christ identified with me. Glory to God. Woo! He knows who I am. I know who he is. I am not a stranger anymore. And I identify with someone who loves me. Who cares about me. Who is sincere about my future. I can identify with Romans 10, 8, 9, and 10. Because I identified with that word. And that word became me. Glory to God. Look here, if you would, at Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 1. Amen. Look down here in verse 7. Hallelujah. What are we talking about? Identification with Christ. Amen. Who are you identifying with? Amen. Who are you identifying with? Verse 7 says, In whom we have 
redemption. Hallelujah. Thank God I can identify with redemption because I've been redeemed. In whom we have redemption through his what? His blood. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or forgiveness of sin. Thank God for the blood that was shed on Calvary. Thank God the remission was made for you and I. I can identify with the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross of Calvary. I can identify with the blood of war because I've seen it. I've been a part of it. I know what it's like. But greater than identifying with a war, I can identify with the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross of Calvary. Glory to God. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the what? The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Thank God for His grace. Thank God for His favors. As believers, we have identification with Christ. Look here at Romans chapter 6. Hallelujah. I can give you nothing better as your pastor here than what the Word says. Romans chapter 6. Hallelujah. Let me get over there. Romans chapter 6. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. <laughs> Look here at verse 4. Hallelujah. What are we talking about? Identifying with Christ. See, the Word will identify with you, and you need to identify with the Word. When you have problems, you know where to go to. When something happens, you know where to go to. When you're having problems, you have somewhere to go because you can identify with the Word and it's the Word that's going to set you free. It's not your mom or your dad or grandma or grandpa. Amen. They're good to have, but if you're going to lean on anybody, you need to lean big on the Word of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Romans 6 verse 4. Says, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. Thank God we are walking in the newness of life. Well, how did we walk in that newness of life? We identified with this man called Jesus Christ who brings new life. Hallelujah. That same chapter in verse in the Wade translation says, Therefore we, sharing his death through our baptismal immersion, were with him laid in the grave in order that as Christ was raised from among the dead, through his Father's glorious power, we too might pursue our course in the possession of a fresh life. Goodness sakes, Good gosh almighty. Amen. Yeah. I'm telling you, that, that was powerful. That's so powerful, I'm going to read it to you again. Put on them listening ears and listen to this. Romans 6, 4 in the Wade translation. Therefore we, you and I, sharing his death through our baptismal immersion, were with him laid in the grave in order that as Christ was raised from among the dead through his father's glorious power, we too might pursue our course 
in the possession of a fresh life. Glory to God. I can identify with that. I can identify with a fresh life. Come on. Many of us in there know what having a fresh start, a fresh life is all about. Well, I'm so glad it come to pass because of this man called Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Look here in Romans, same chapter, verse 8. It says, Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also, what? Live with him. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm so glad to know that I'm, you know, I'm just like everybody else. I've got some questions I want to ask him. Jesus. And I believe he'll be able to take some time and be able to look at me and say, yeah, Arnold, what, what do you need? You need, need? need me to ask you a question? Yeah. How many of you know we're going to be able to talk? We'll have a glorified body. Yeah. You know, there won't be any blood in it or anything like that because it'll be glorified because of him. But won't that be something? Just to be able to see him. I'd probably be so froze up. I, I forgot what I was going to ask him. wouldn't say nothing but just fall down and worship him. Because <laughs> he's going to be there. Hey, I love some of those expressions in Sunday school. I'm glad to know that Jesus is in the pot. <laughs> he's in the pot. He's in the cauldron. Is that what it's called? He's in there. I said he's in there. If he can get in the fiery furnace, he can get in your pot. And he can get in it with you. Amen? Glory to God. Romans 6, 8. Let me read that again. Now, if we be dead with Christ, in other words, we've accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we've died out to sin. Amen. We've been baptized and we're raised to walk in the newness of life. We believe that we also shall what? Live with him. In the same chapter, same verse, the Johnson translation says, And since we have died, as it were, with Christ, we believe that we have also come alive through the new principle of life he revealed. Hallelujah. How many of you know he brought a new life? First man raised from the dead. Nobody ever done that before. We're going to be like him. Amen. Some of us may even be alive when he comes. I used to say as a young man, oh man, that's so far away. I'll probably be alive when Jesus comes. Now I'm 73 and I'm still believing that I'm going to be alive when he comes. To see his glorious appearing, this man called Jesus, amen, who showed us, told us, and did everything else that we were supposed to do as an example. The great shepherd. The great shepherd, this man called Jesus, amen. Look here at Romans 6, same chapter, verse 11. It says, Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. Amen. Dead. How did we get to be dead to sin? Well, you accept, when you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, you asked him to forgive you of your sins. And because of his great nature, he accepted your sin. That now those sins no longer belong to us. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but what? Alive unto God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Really you're looking at a dead man. 
I'm dead to my sin nature. But I am alive through Christ Jesus. Now, do I have trouble with that old sin nature? Yes, I do. But that new nature, that born again man, that new man that Jesus is there is with me now. He's with me now. It's like Barbara and I. We're hooked at the hip. Where he, she goes, I go. Where I go, she goes. Same with Jesus. We're hooked at the hip. Amen. This man called Jesus took care of your sin on the cross of Calvary. And those of us who still have loved ones who are outside the ark of safety, there is still a loving Jesus. There is still a Jesus who cares. There is still a Jesus of the impossibility. He can do all things for all people if they can believe. That same translation, Romans 6 verse 11, in the deep translation says, He died to defeat the power of sin. One time. Enough for all time. In the same way you should see yourselves dead to the power of sin. And see yourselves as being alive for God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Man, quit looking at that old man. He's dead. Amen. Quit reverting back to that old man. He's dead. There is a new man. Come on. There's a new sheriff in town. And he's wearing a shiny badge. And his name is Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. We are somebody. We are a people of goodness. We are a people of righteousness. We are a people of today, not tomorrow. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And greater is he who is in you than he who is after you. That's not scripture, but I just throw that in there. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now go back over here or turn over here to Galatians, right behind the book of Corinthians, the book of Galatians. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 2. Glory to God. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Give you a moment to, to, to go over there. I like the the heading of this in this particular verse here. It's called the Christian life is the outliving of the in-living Christ. I like that. Amen? Let me say that again. The Christian life, in other words, your life and my life should be the outliving of an in-living Christ. All that people should see is the actions of the in-living Christ coming out of me. Now that hasn't always happened. I haven't always been Christ-like. I haven't always been nice to people. I haven't always been friendly. But thank God, I have a Redeemer who has redeemed me that I can go to. Amen. Sometimes he'll look at me and he'll say, I love that scenario. Stepped out, stepped a little bit out of the pot today, didn't you? <laughs> yes, Lord, I did. He said, that's okay. Just step right back in here with me. 
Just get right back alongside of me. I know you. I know your heart. I know what you want. Amen. And I know your will is to do my will. Even though sometimes we don't act like it. Sometimes we don't talk like it. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't. God forgive me. And he does. And God will forgive you. Amen. Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet. Boy, this is a real key right here. I am crucified. Look at that. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I. How do you all think you've been making it up to this point? It's not your goodness. It's not your good looks. It's not your good hard work ethic. It's not who you know. It's not your friends. <laughs> Amen. I, I, I kid my brothers all the time and and we've got this saying and we say we're legends in our own mind. And I know what that means because when it comes right down to it, we're nobody in ourself. In ourself. Amen. So you're really not that great. I'm really not that great. You're really not that good. You know, you really don't know it all. And neither do I. But we do know someone who is. I am crucified with Christ. <laughs> Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but what Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in this old flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. God loves me in spite of myself. Yes, he did. He did. Glory to God. God loves you in spite of yourself. God loves you in spite of your failures. God loves us in spite of the mistakes we make. It's not me living for me. When I live, it's Christ living on the inside of me. And then when I realize who I am in Christ, I can really begin to be the person who God wants me to be. I am born again. I'm covered with the blood. I am who says God says I am. I can have all that God says I can have. I can do all that God says I can do when I realize who I am. The Weymouth translation in Galatians 2 verse 20 says, This life which I now live in this body, I live through faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up to die on my behalf. I've never had anybody do that other than Jesus. I think I've told you all this story once before, though. When I was in Vietnam and I was, uh, I got messed up, got shot up, got mortally wounded. One of my friends came and laid on top of me and he said, they won't shoot you anymore. I've only had one other person do that to me. And that was Jesus. They'll not harm you any longer. Threw his body over top of me. Amen. Amen. 
Him and Jesus are my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. It's a metaphor. Yeah. God, God was watching over us, all those brave women and men in any war, any war. Look here at Ephesians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2 is just next door to your right. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 and verse 5 says, But God, I like that, but God. You know, think you're having problems, but God. <laughs> you don't think you'll make it, but God. Wondered how you got here today, but God. Ephesians 2, 4 says, But God, who is what? Rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Verse 5 says, Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4, 5 in the Good News translation says, but God's mercy or God's grace, listen to this, is so abundant and his love for us is so great that while we were spiritually dead in our disobedience, he brought us to life in Christ. In my sinful state, In my disrespect for this man called Jesus, he died on the cross and died for a guy like me. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Can you say amen? Can you handle a couple more? Ephesians 2, verse 6. Same chapter. Drop down one more verse. Verse 6. Ephesians 2, 6. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together. How? In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sit together in heavenly places. We're going to sit together in heavenly places. Amen. Together. Together. We're going to sit together. So if we're going to sit together up there, we need to get along together down here. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't he a good God? I said he's a good God, isn't he? Amen. Now, I don't know if this camera can follow me this way, but one of these, one of these days, Rudy, I'm going to get a seat. I can't sit. Well, yeah, it's good over there. We're going to sit like this together. I think that's what he's talking about. Hath raised us up together and made us together, born again believers. Amen. Made us sit together in heavenly places. We ain't going to have no problems up there, are we, Rudy? No. No problems up there, are we? We're going to be sitting together, and the only thing that's going to come out of us is something glorified. Because we've got a glorified body, and ain't nothing else can come out of it but what glorifies God. Sitting together. Amen. We may be separated down here a little while, but up there, never again. Never again will we ever be separated. Amen. The cross translation says, God raised us from death 
with Christ Jesus and gave us a place to sit with him in heaven. Glory to God. Amen. What a great place heaven's going to be. I want to go, don't you? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go today. Hallelujah. I don't know what trib you are. It really don't matter. I want to get on the first load that gets out of here. Amen. First load, second load, third load really don't matter. I just want to be on the load that gets out. Last scripture. Look here at Colossians chapter 2. Just keep going to your right and you'll find it. Colossians chapter 2. What are we talking about? Identification. Identification with this man, Jesus, who's already done all these things for us. And what are we doing for him in return? Amen. Let's lift up the name of Jesus as the end draws near. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for the United States of America. Thank God we still have a free nation. That you can even talk against what the United States stands for and still have the liberty to be free. Other countries, you would be assassinated. But thank God freedom does make us free. But accepting Jesus Christ has made us free indeed. (laughs) Colossians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 2 verse 13. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 2. I'll give you a moment to get there. Colossians chapter 2 verse 13 says, And you, being dead in your sins... And the uncircumcision of your flesh, amen, I mean, we was in sin. I was lost. I was going to hell quick. Amen. And you being dead in your sins, he could in other words say, Arnold, you were dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh. But God, but God Amen. He quickened together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses. Thank God he forgiven me all of my trespasses. Amen. Thank God. He knew my sin. He knew all about me. He knew what I did. Amen. You can't hide nothing for God. Come on. Give me a break. We think we're doing something during the week. We think we're hiding something from God. You can't even hide your attitude. You can't hide your feelings. You may hide it from me. You may hide it from your mom and dad. You can't hide that from God. God knows it. He sees it. And he still loves us. In spite of myself. He loves me in spite of myself. Amen. Hallelujah. Colossians 2.13 in the Knox translation says, In giving life, to him, he gave life to you. When you lay dead in your sins, Jesus gave life to you. I can identify with that. I was a sinner, but I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Now I'm a Christian. I've been raised to walk in a newness of life. I can identify with that. I can identify with Christ. Folks, if we identify with anything, let's identify with him. Be careful of the schisms and schemes of this world. They're so subtle. 
They'll creep in, and before you know it, they've got you looking in the wrong direction. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Amen? I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. There is no other way but by this man called Jesus Christ. Acts 4.12 says there's no other name given under heaven whereby a man or a woman would be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, we love you this morning. Thank you that you allow me to identify with you. Thank you, Father, that you've allowed your word to get in me and I can identify with what the word says about me. Again, Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for Israel. We pray for the leaders in Israel. And God, we thank you for wisdom and knowledge. We pray for those who have already been taken captive. We thank you, Father, for those families of those that have already lost their life because of these great tragedies. But I must fall back on the word. No weapon formed against us will prosper. God, I give you praise and I give you glory. In Jesus' name. Everybody say.